Hey, Unashamed Nation, so glad you tuned into the podcast today. We know you're getting a lot of great Bible, and we're loving doing it. I want to tell you about Dad's show, In the Woods with Phil, that's on Blaze TV. I know some of you know about that, and, and right now we're doing a current special called In the Quarantine with Phil. These guys at Blaze TV, they came to us and said, we want a podcast about the Bible. And can you believe that? And so we said, man, we're willing to do it. And so this is an opportunity for you guys to be able to support them and to support what we're trying to do with Dad's show. So I want to let you know about a great savings. The biggest they've ever had is $99 a year normally to subscribe to In the Woods with Phil. You don't get just his show, you get 22 other shows like Mark Ovin and Glenn Beck and a lot of other great people as well. But you can get it right now for $69 a year, $30 off, it's a great deal. You go to blazetv.com slash unashamed and you have two different codes. You can put in Phil or you can put in Jace. Either one will get you the deal, 30 bucks off. blazetv.com slash unashamed, Phil or Jace is your code. So check it out, sign up, the savings won't last much longer and get this thing done and get some good content. I am unashamed. What about you? I mean, look, you see all these, you're like, boy, you prepared. These are, these are, <laughs> Phil, these are lessons that I've done on John 5. Have you ever thought about a computer? Uh, Maybe. Yeah, I, so think, you could... I think about it, but I'm, I'm a, I like a notebook. And a well, see, I do the same thing. Said the difference in you and me is that once I've written it out, because I like to write it, there is something powerful about looking at it and writing it down. I like that. It takes me back. But then I take the written one and I type it into my computer, mm-hmm. and then I've got, I've got notes that then I can use later, look back. It's just all yeah, organized. I mean, it's so easy. I would send agree. It to somebody. That's a better method. Because digging through that. Well, you have all that material just so you'll know. <laughs> I was telling Al, I'll just, I'll make this brief. Oh boy, <laughs> I'll be brief here. If you—that's the famous that last means, word. That means sit back All and right, relax. Get some coffee. Here's here's what would be a shocker. If you could transport you, Jace, you, Al. What do you mean by transport? Like you're in one location and you can go. And like you can, teleport, and you could well, insert that's not transport. That's it's teleport. Yeah, teleport. Yeah, well, transport, teleport, whatever. <laughs> well, I can transport something. I can send. I can get in a UPS. I'm saying truck. if you could take the three of us, yeah, and <clears throat> stick us on top of Mars Hill in yeah. Athens, Greece, because we did. You did that one time. I did that. Okay. But I mean, you, I was you were able transported to, there. <laughs> if if you could just place all three of us yeah. right now. And you could just send us to Mars Hill of two thousand years ago. Ah, that's where you need the. Oh, there. we're going back in time. Yeah, if you could insert us back in time, uh, pre-Jesus, just prior to Jesus, you would come up on people, thinkers, mm-hmm. like for three to four hundred years, Socrates, Plato, Aristotle. Mm-hmm. If you could insert three guys of average intelligence, us. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Look, be, and insert I'm us. I'm taking average. that as a compliment. <laughs> Put us on Mars Hill just before Jesus shows up. And if you could watch the crowd, it would be about it'd be about 100 people all lounging back, eating grapes, and they're all pontificating, <laughs> and they're discussing the latest ideas of the day. Yeah. If you inserted us into that in 3 B.C., right before Jesus shows up. Because you're and, going to Acts 17, right? And if we, and if we, us three, we elaborated on what John said in John chapter 5 on top of that hill. If, oh. if we unleashed on them Jesus Christ, they'd say, Who? We would say if name. we unleashed what is discussed in John five, I don't think we'd make it through the day alive. That is a distinct possibility. <laughs> I would say it would shock the Greeks. They would have said, "What are you talking?" Well, he did what? God coming? Wait, wait a minute, because when the Apostle Paul went there, Jace, you got to remember, they sneered. They're like, what in the world? He, he's some false god. He's brought in there hollering about the resurrection. What's your- yeah. Well, if you just Whoa. took us right now and inserted us in 3 B.C. 
-hmm. and we elaborated on what we're fixed to elaborate on, you would not believe the reaction in your life might not, you may not get off that hill before they killed you. Well, well since you brought this up, which is completely out of the blue. I'm just bringing uh, in a little context here. I, I like I want to give a, a we had good. had DeLorean, we could go back. Skip Kubion and a DeLorean. No, I kept That's what thinking, yeah, Scotty, beam me, beam me up, Scotty. Chase, they would think the people on the hill that you, although way out in left field, they would have said, now there is a thinker. Because they were used to listening to Aristotle and Plato and Socrates, and they would elaborate yeah, you on need the to, soul, you know. You need to get out more. <laughs> if I'm a thinker. Miss Kay heard me telling Al about that this morning, and we I got pretty loud about it before oh, we walked got, out the door. He got real and she loud. said, Phil, y'all are hollering. I said, always remember this. When the men folks raise their voices, get back. Just get back, Kay. Get back, Miss Kay. Get back. Get out of there. I don't. I don't know what that means. Look, I wanted to. I have two comments on this weird icebreaker. In Acts seventeen eighteen, which is what I think you were referring to, I did a what they call a deep dive on these two groups Here of we people. Go. It says a group of Epicurean and Stoic philosophers began to dispute with them. So I said, well, who are these people? We have an internet now, or I do, but you don't, but you get the idea of it. You have encyclopedias. So I looked up what these guys believe and talk. You know what I was shocked at? What is that? You said, who are these people? Oh, they were. Oh, you did they, the same thing? They were followers. I didn't know you were going to do what you were going to do. Well, I didn't know you were, were going to do what were you were going to do. I didn't know y'all were going to do They were followers of the big three, Jay, Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle. Okay. You said, that's who they were, all lounging, eating grapes, discussing what, what Aristotle said because Plato told him what Socrates had said and – by I'm the way, just, I'm just enamored with how the eating of the grape. People still eat grape. There's nothing wrong with eating grape. I'm just saying they probably eat grapes. They had to eat something. <laughs> yeah, you've seen the things with the palm leaves and the grapes. That's if kinda... you're going to sit there all day discussing the latest ideas, <laughs> you, need some, you need some snacks. You grab some grub there. <laughs> Maybe okay. some olives. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Whatever. But what so I was. Here a... you come and, and take it from there, Jay. You well, walk what, up there. I, the point I was going to make is what I was amazed at is most of their philosophies went because i mean i did this a few years ago so i don't have it at the ready but i was i do remember this that stood out most of their philosophies were the same things that we do today you are correct it it was like and stuff that's not necessarily bad i mean i thought some of the things were good like one of their philosophies was do everything in moderation plus virtue equals happiness they all three yeah. said that. Socrates, uh, uh, Plato, uh, our, mm. virtue leads to, you know, the knowledge of of behavior. Virtue, mm. if you live a decent, holy life, they didn't say holy. No. If you live a well, a virtuous life, you will be happier than if you don't live. But a they virtuous still that had virtue only in the intellect. Therefore, they got engaged in some pretty. Raunchy oh. stuff, but the reason why is because well, they saw the body is. But, but here's know. how they did it. But they're like, but as long as you do it in moderation. <laughs> yeah. Which look, go to our college campuses today. Same thing. You they're remember. like, you you can get you can get high, you can get drunk, you can you know have sex with it. But look, <laughs> but don't go crazy with it. You got to remember, and all of their teaching. Now this went on for three to four hundred years. Mm-hmm. As these guys are stepping up, Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle, and their adherents, the ones that are following them, you say, and they're expounding, but they don't have little small texts like, all are sinners, and have fallen, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. They didn't know that. Right. This is pre-Jesus, pre-New Testament, pre-death of Jesus coming down in flesh and dying. They didn't know that. So you say, but they're wrestling with the ramifications of sin, but they didn't call it sin. Mm-hmm. They just said, we just noticed that people that seem to be real good people, you said they 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 have more knowledge than the people who are out there ripping, romping around. So they were putting together, well, what, like what we need is knowledge, and that'll mm-hmm. lead to virtue, and then they'll be happy. 
Yeah. They but were wanna, just deducting this right. from observing the human race. Right. I want to note one other thing. You know, at the end of his, because people that have listened to us, you know, most of the episodes, we 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 really reference Acts 17 a lot. And I want to just make a, a clarification why we do that. It's because Paul ran up on some people who, who were philosophers and they were into all of the things of the day, but they didn't understand God. Right. And so Paul, in a little mini sermon, explained the living God in a very practical way in twenty, and, in, a, in about a fifteen-minute speech. Yeah, well, yeah, that's why I alluded to the fact that if you took us and you had dropped us, Paul was there post Jesus, right. telling them about what's what had happened. Yeah. You know, he's given, he's told all men to repent because he's he's a set a day when he will judge this world with justice. He's given proof of this to all men by raising it from the dead. Well, you can imagine, Jace, all this philosophy, all of what Socrates said, Plato, Aristotle, none of them ever got to that. Well, right. And that's why I was going to read. That's why I said people of C-plus mentality, if you had dropped us in the midst of all those knowledge, those very wise men, they would have been blown away if you were telling them this. Well, this is why I want to make this point. When it gets to verse 32 of Acts 17, we're not studying Acts 17, but I think it's a fair point. When they heard about the the resurrection of the dead, when he got to that part of the speech on what is the real, true, living God about, it says some of them sneered, which is the same thing in our culture. People are like, oh. they're, they're still sneering. You know, especially when you kind of get out of the Bible Belt and you start, because I'll make little comments, especially when I'm outside the Bible Belt, uh, even if I'm in an airport or something and something comes up, I try to get in little jabs of like, well, it doesn't matter. I'm coming back from the dead or, you know, I'm going to live forever. I, I say those comments on purpose, like to a stewardess on a plane and they're, you know, some of them sneer because they're like. Well, this dude's crazy. Or eye you roll. Know. That would have been eye roll yeah. in today. They're like, oh. Yeah. But then it another says. One, another one of those. But it says, but others <laughs> said, well, we want to hear more about this subject. And the point I want to make is, you know, when we study with people, and I, we've gotten tons of letters and emails, and people are like, well, how do y'all go about studying with people exactly? And here's what the point I want to make. What separates this philosophy than all others, especially in the ones you're in our college campuses? Is that when you talk about sin, which are mistakes that people make, we all have that in common once you reach the age of, you know, where sin is. But just think about that. Everyone has that in common. And when you talk about death, everyone has that in common. I mean, not, you know, except for crazy people who. You're sounding but, like the philosophers now. That's <laughs> so, what they were looking at. That's right. So here's my point. So when you bring up those two subjects, those are two things that we all have in common as a human. Now hold it right there. Well, now, I'm really ha- having a hard time holding it. Just right hold, there. hold that thought. <laughs> hold it. Hold. hold now listen. Hold. So therefore, Jace, pre-Jesus. Yeah. Pre-speech on Mars Hill by the Apostle Paul, accepted. Pre that. Just before that. What do you think people were were when they were listening to you saying we 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 we, we have what what in common? What what do you say? They, yeah. they didn't know this, Jace. Well, they didn't. But my point is the reason when you read that some sneered and some wanted to hear more, my point is when you introduce those two things to get people's attention, it always works because it's something that everyone goes through. So I use those points to start the conversation because when you get to Jesus, just like Paul did, he's going to take care of. Of those two issues. That is correct. And But the reason it always triggers a response, which is my main point here, you, you could talk about anything else under the sun, all these philosophies, and you go to these college campuses and talk about do things in moderation, but you'll have some people that will not be, that will not elicit a response. But when you talk about your sin and your death and you talk about how God sent Jesus to solve those problems... There will be a response. Now, it may be what we always say, mad, glad, or sad, (laughs) but it will be something. You are correct, my (laughs) friend. And I I find that incredibly powerful, and I find it uh, evidentiary where people 
on how God uses that to get people's attention. Now, hold that right Whether there. Whether you agree with it or not. Hold that right there. Because what you've just said is my point. Just prior to God becoming flesh and all of this being unveiled about yeah, we all sin, we all die, just prior to that, think about a world of very intelligent individuals that didn't know that. Yeah. They didn't have an answer for what Jace just well, really? said. They didn't have an answer but neither for do, sin. Neither do people yeah. today. Well, today, though, they have one thing they didn't have 2,000 years ago just prior to Jesus. They have Jesus now. They have the story. They have the knowledge of God. It's written down I'm for just them. saying in some obscure places, they need people like us to, to go share. Hang on. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break. So we talk a lot about cell phones on our uh, podcast, usually disdain. Because Bill has an unhealthy (laughs) obsession with them. But I will say this about them. Um, You know, you get a pandemic going on, and they're pretty handy just to be able to communicate with each other. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you can't do face-to-face, now we got all these different ways that people communicate. So one of our favorite carriers is a group called uh, Patriot Mobile. And the reason we like them... Uh, is that they're very patriotic people. They they share and support a lot of the same values that we do. Um, so they're not kind of like the big mo- the big mobiles. You know, you got to kind of some of their some of their values don't quite line up with ours. Unfortunately, people get locked into that. So we want to give you some options. One is Patriot Mobile. Get the same reliable nationwide service, uh, but you can switch uh, to these guys. So uh, keep your own phone number, bring your own phone, or buy a new one. Uh, right now, if you join. Uh, you're going to get uh, activation plus a free gift if you use the offer code Phil. And uh, it starts at $25, their family plan. It's 972-PATRIOT. That's the number, 972-PATRIOT. Or you can go to patriotmobile.com slash Phil. Get started for 25 bucks a month, which is pretty good. Uh, check them out. So one of the practical things I noticed from the text since we're there now uh, in verse 20 is one of the things they said. <clears throat> I thought this was interesting, Dad, because you and I were in Athens about three years ago, and I only see one thing that's carried through 2,000 years in that culture, and it's this one in verse 20. You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears, and we want to know what they mean. And then verse 21, here's what I see still around today. All the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing. And I saw a lot of that. Yeah. But talking about and listening to the latest ideas. So it's the same thing I see going on in the Greek culture today, except without the thinking about ideas. I mean, that culture is really in a lot of trouble. Socialism, the unemployment is high. Of course, they're being inundated with refugees. So I thought it was interesting. There's still a lot of sitting around doing nothing by a big part of that culture. Now they're just doing it without the thinking. <laughs> but but a lot <laughs> but that, of the point is, Al, when it's you a, go, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. When you go I mean, ba- we were there. We saw it. Yep. When you go back and read the culture, like when I, I did a, a two, I think two years ago at our church, I did a class on First and Second Corinthians. I mean, it went on for months. But what was so enlightening about that was, you know, in that culture, there, I mean, if you go back to everybody's heard of Sparta, and you know Corinth was not very far from there. Well, a lot of these issues that arose, especially with male, female, you know, uh, gender issues, and all that that stuff that's in for First Corinthians, it came from this quest to be, if you know, like from a body standpoint, that like in Sparta's case, the greatest warriors on the planet. So what they'd do is. They got into the the uh, childbearing business of basically trying to put the most athletic male with the most athletic female. That's why when you read something weird, here's my point. In 1 Corinthians 5 where it says, you know, a man has his uh, – or what's, what's the exact phrase? Uh, he has his – or a son has his father's wife. I mean, it's something weird. People that yeah, yeah. What, it was what like it he say? was, it was basically here, here, here. he was he was having an affair with his stepmom. A man, yeah, yeah has, a man has his father's wife, and you're like, now how in the world is that going? I mean, what that can't be right. But when you read the history of it, they were trying to produce this ultimate society, and so if your father 
you know, his wife was the best qualified, you know, female. You're th- they were trying to build warriors. So what I'm saying is when you go back and read all that history, it does kind of open your eyes about why or how they were trying to be creative in getting Jesus and why you had such an such a opposition yeah. to it. Because they were putting more emphasis on how much money they had, on what kind of philosophy you could come up with to find peace in life, but just in all of these, you can't have it without Jesus, and just the body itself. But all of those things have dead ends because you get older. No matter how much you work out, no, it just it's not going to work for I you. Know, if you look at it, think about God looking down upon a planet. It's been there biblical time at least five to six thousand years, up to Jesus, and then you read about the few men of faith who came out of that, a remnant. Yeah. You look at that and you say, the carnage that mm-hmm. that group of individuals left in that five to 6,000 years, think about it. No Jesus, no forgiveness, no resurrection. You're, you're looking at it like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can, can you imagine the just the few that took a stand and said, I will do what is right? Well, biblical, when you read the Bible <clears throat> in the Old Testament, you're seeing – the what few had an idea of God, and, and there's a lot of bad stuff in these pages. But Al, that's how I they mean, come up with Zeus and all that. They oh, yeah. were they were after what Jesus represents. You know, they were like, "Well, it's up to the gods and the god of the sun and the god of the power." And then you, they came and up. You with know all the reason why is because mythical. all men are made in God's image. Yeah. So of course they were looking for deity. They just kept thinking somehow it was a hybrid with, in which again they were close. Because What's that's amazing what Jesus, but, is, but, is, is is God pull this off? And you can start uh, you, when you get into your your your. One right after the other with your points here. I'll just think about it. 33 years? You change the whole thing in a 30 year period. You but say, to your How point, in the world yeah. to your you point, have... people don't embrace it because it seems too simple. It, it, the simplicity, when you say we're all average intelligence, we get up, we share what Jesus, and they're like, well, that's it. It, that seems so simplistic. That and, look, and how in the world could you change a whole culture and go worldwide and people are actually uh, becoming part of or counted as the, the, the children of the resurrection? Uh, uh, let's see. First major sign, water to wine, healing the royal official son, healing the prayer. You say, wait a minute here. You mean God's going to unveil this whole thing? With with seemingly small little incidents, he's with one woman standing by a well to get some mm-hmm. water. He yep. said he's gonna have a he's gonna show them that there's life beyond the earth, that their sins can be removed, that they can be raised from the dead. You mean he's gonna start with talking to a woman standing <laughs> just, at a water well? But just think of John <laughs> five with that. You think he'd gathered a huge crowd together and said, "All right, I'm." I'm a God in flesh, and I'm making an announcement here to the human beings. I got as many as I can. There's about 200,000 of you, but I think I can reach enough of you. You'd think he would have gone big and said, well, let me draw. Mm-hmm. You know, why, why? you're not going to get anywhere talking to one woman. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But that's why I went over that, is that thing amazing Samaria, or what? Because it doesn't fit a human mindset. And you know what, mindset. what? What doesn't fit at the beginning of John 5, which is where we're going to be, he comes up here. To this pool in verse three, it says, "Here a great number of disabled people used to lie: the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for thirty-eight years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in the condition for a long time, I mean, he really didn't learn it. I'm pretty sure he knew it. But all right, John, we get your point. <laughs> he says, "Do you want to get well?" And my point is. Those types of people laying there are the types of people that philosophy, they don't want to deal with. They don't want to look at. You know, when you think about trying to figure out the philosophies of life, those are that's what causes all the problems in philosophy. You're like, we just don't want to deal with it. We don't want to go there. We don't know why it's happening. And it's just, it. That's, that's the way I feel. We don't want to talk about it. And that's the very first uh, place Jesus went. He's brought up a pretty interesting went. point. 
Uh, now that I think about it, you, you say, well, why didn't he start with a large crowd, announce who he was? Well, first of all, no one but have shown up. We got a guy coming, and he's going to give y'all and answer every question you've ever had about where it all came from, what we're doing here, where we're going. He's going to answer them all. You need to come hear him speak. It doesn't cost you anything. You just gather up and listen. I figure five, ten people would have shown up and said, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe." Well, Phil, if so you maybe. were standing, so look, hey, my, my if, if you were out. standing on a street corner with a sign that said, "Meet me here tonight," and I'm oh. going to share some good news, yeah, it would be less than five or ten. They would. They I'm going to tell you how many would be there. Zero. Double on top of zero. that, they would sneer. But so look, Al, they might put five dollars. But it just occurred to me. I said, "Wait a minute." He had the woman at the well, but then this guy, he's going to heal. Al, when you look at some guys all crippled up, whatever, or blind, and presto, he's standing back up and said, Al, it does take it doesn't take many of those and you'll start drawing a crowd. Well, dude. Wow, right. That was but, the idea. But in other words, <laughs> was you, I was thinking, why don't you do something big? Well, you can do something little and enough people standing there would say, Did you see that? Did you see that? You said, Good night. What who in the world is that? It would begin to emanate out from you, and it would cover a lot of ground in a short period so, of time. So I got a thought on that, but let's let's take a quick break. So I found this uh, new product that uh, that I'm trying that I really like. It's called Omega XL, and uh, I had a, a talk with the uh, folks that uh, came up with it, and I was fascinated by it because it's it comes from mussels that are farmed in New Zealand in deep water, which I just found fascinating because I think, who, who you know, somebody really went through some process of thinking exactly how you're going to extract a product out of this. So this is where it, where it came of it. Louisiana's famous for that. Oh, yeah. Think of all the things that we eat that we had to be the first people to try, oysters, crawfish. Yes, I mean, you have to just tip your hat. And you're like, somebody figured out that a mussel that's grown in New Zealand has some properties that can help my back pain. Uh, so anyway, it's a basically an anti-inflammatory. It's an inflammation. Uh, it it's kind of resets you, it, it back, neck, shoulder, leg pain. I mean, all the things that sound like me every day when I get up. And so I haven't, I haven't only been on it about a week and a half and so uh, the doctor told me in a couple of weeks, but I can tell already it's making a difference. So I, I like this product. Dad, You might we might need to get you started on it. Yeah, give me look. about a five-gallon bucket full. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. We're going to contact Omega XL and get them to send Dad a five-gallon bucket full. So it's backed by 30 years of research. Uh, they went through the science with me. It sounded – it made perfect sense. I understand it. I want to be a muscle, I guess, if I come back in another life. But uh, so research shows it can help you promote long – um, healthy immune response, and that's what we want. So we want you to check them out. Omega XL is the name, omegaxl.com slash feel. They've also got a number you can call, 800-844-4888. So you can go to omegaxl.com slash feel, 800-844-4888, and check them out. Well, based on that, Al, it sounds like uh, that might it, it's a boost your immune system. May not hurt a thing in these days. That's exactly right. What's interesting, Dad, about this the way he did it there? So he he does that, and he tells him. Here's the way he tells him. He says, "Get up, pick up your mat, and walk." Because the guy has basically said, uh, you know, there's this tradition that an angel of the Lord comes through and stirs the water every once in a while, and the first man in gets healed. Yeah. Now I don't know if that was just a story that was you know emanating through this group of people, you know, because some of the old manuscripts don't even have it, which is why it's I not mean, in I the NIV. Over there, it's like the same reason. Was, people, when you were there, is uh, there actually yeah. still a Bethesda? Well, it's be, yes, yeah. I we, wondered we about that. We saw it, wow, uh, apartment complex now, or whatever. But yeah, that was one of the things that was pointed out to us. But I think that comes from it's, it's like you know when we went to the Dead Sea, you know they it's a I don't know how much business. But they sell the mud and the. Mm -hmm. It's all supposed to have this. Uh, Are you saying it turned into a money making racket? <laughs> Shocker! But no, I'm saying it probably works to some degree. It is an unusual place, and there's unusual minerals right gathered there in one be place. And I so what? But I'm saying our debate about it is probably what was going on here because right. 
Well, that's yeah. why I'm saying I'm not so yeah. sure as this guy's just hoping. I mean, he's been he's been crippled for 38 years, and so. But the, the deal is, whenever somebody thinks the water stirred, people are jumping in the pool, but he can't quite get there. Is his deal? Well, so, which was my point. People tend to neglect and overlook and don't want to get involved with people who are, have special challenges. Well, like you, you said know? earlier, there were whole cultures and civilizations that guys like this guy or some baby that was the runt of the, you know, because he didn't look like a warrior, they'd just yeah. snuff you out. I oh, mean, like. You saw that with Nazism and all that. I mean, so there's always, they killed is, people like this. Exactly you know right. what I mean? My point is, it, and it's still in view of the great philosophers of the age leading up to Jesus. They couldn't do this. Right. My point is, if, if you can't do what Jesus started doing here, turn the water into wine, the woman at the well, the guy in there that's all crippled up, you're like, if you can go in and just clean it up and heal the ones that have whatever it is they have, right. if you start doing that, Al, that puts you in another league above the – present-day philosophers well, of that but, age. Well, look, Phil, just think about this. If you look back. <clears throat> philosophy can just go look, so far. Right. If you go back, we're in Chapter 5. We haven't even read it yet. Just look at where we're at right now. Jesus didn't didn't avoid some wilderness that man that everyone thought was crazy. Uh, he, he didn't avoid a bunch of commercial fishermen. He didn't avoid a religious hypocrite, which was Nicodemus. Yep. He didn't avoid a woman who was steeped in sin, and I mean, who was the Jezebel of the town. Yeah, he get, you get to five. He didn't avoid people who were challenged, and those and, are the ones he's talking with. Yeah, I mean, we're not even five chapters in, and most of the people that we tend to avoid in life and in philosophy, he all of a sudden. Is right there with them in each case. So you start you start seeing a picture here that maybe Jesus is not what we thought he was. And so you know, the, in the religious world. And to your you know? point, Dad, to your point, the philosophers pre Jesus or even during his day would never even given this guy a second look because no. he, what they would have looked at and said was, Well, this poor sad sack. I mean, you know, there's obviously some, you know, he's done something and yeah. some he's offended some God, whatever. So you don't even get a pass if something's wrong Look, with you. Modern day atheist, if you mention Socrates, yay, Socrates. <laughs> yay, Plato. <laughs> yay, Aristotle. Look, that's before Jesus got it. Look, yeah. that's older. They were there. They're older. And their dates are there. You know, there's a few question marks after their dates. We might have missed it a few years, guys. Yep. They're like, that's okay. Well, it's all right. We know they were there, though. Mm -hmm. So they'll embrace the philosophers pre-Jesus. Here comes Jesus along, and their calendar's based on him. You're counting time by him. And they're saying, y'all are into a myth, a fairy tale. I'm like, so let me get this right. Just before Jesus got here, the philosophers, y'all embraced them wholeheartedly. Yeah. And I'm like, here comes Jesus after they got here. Here comes Jesus. And he's going around helping people. And you're like, nah, get that Bible. You can't believe that thing. It's a myth. It's a fairy tale. It's pretty amazing to watch, Al. And it's really interesting, Dad, when you look at some of the guys that came along hundreds of years later that became sort of champions in the atheist movement when you had Nietzsche and these guys. Oh, yeah. They believed in these guys. What's interesting is almost all of them wound up at a place in their life where they just committed suicide. <laughs> in other words, they, they I mean, most of the famous ones kill themselves. Yep. And so the question is, is that where you wind up? Like when you follow this thinking out, if you can't think to something bigger than yourself, or then you wind up just care? saying, why live? Why would yeah. they care if we're looking at it and we're looking at the great thinkers? I studied them this morning for about an hour, looked at them in college when I was in college, in some course, but I looked at all these great thinkers from the Greeks had. But then I get to Jesus and I read about his thinking and I'm like, Jesus is way, way above this, these. He's way above them. <laughs> yeah. He's way above them. Yeah. He's, he, he's, he's answering the questions. They, they were worrying about why does virtue really make you But happy? he was meeting all the needs of people, which is what their philosophies can't do. And even if your needs aren't met in life, oh, guess what? You'll, you'll live again. We'll take – at some point, you will be taken care of. That, that's why he, his philosophy is way more appealing, 
Because look at the people he's with. That's why I don't think he. This is by accident. You start reading. Oh, it's you, it's just like all the things that people are like. Why do these things happen? And we get to another one in John nine. Mm-hmm. But one thing I wanted to note before we get to the big issue, and the reason I love this passage, this this story so much, is because I think this is what's wrong. What happens in this story is what's happened in religion today. They put a rule system or they put a rule system above people and they miss the relationship aspect of us and God and us in each other. And you'll see that happen. But before we get to that, I, when I taught this class on this John five, I, I was trying to, uh, to really highlight on this guy when it says he has been an invalid for 38 years because you quickly read over that. But you think 38 years. I mean, that's pretty well half your life if you're lucky. And so I jotted down a few things. I think I did this a couple years ago just to make that sink in. 38 years ago from when I did this lesson, you know what the hot toy was? The Rubik's Cube. You remember that thing? Oh, yeah. I mean, it seems like a distant memory I now. I never tried it, but I saw some children playing with it. <laughs> Man, it took me forever. To... <clears throat> I bet you, you got on it, didn't you, Jason? I Did got you? on it. The competitor in me, you know, and I think it took years before well, that, I finally did that's, it. That's where the concept of average intelligence played in through the Rubik's Cube. You know what? It's really just a, a some kind of process. Some people can see those patterns. and yeah, Some I people couldn't. do it easy. They just do them and like, the, you know, one right Well, I didn't one. know there was a manual to help you, and, I, you know, I just, it took me years before I got it. And when I did, when I finally got it and all the squares, look, I put it up on a post and I shot it with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I'm, I'm trying to get there. What are you talking about? Well, the frustration, Phil, had oh, I built up because yeah. I couldn't do it. And then when I did, I felt embarrassed pent up, pent up that it took so long. But I conquered the mountain. And guess what? That was my signal that I'm moving on. Yeah. I bet Jace well, I bet Jace is the only person in the in America that shot his Rubik's Cube. Yeah, I haven't heard that. I didn't know about I'm that. I'm not sure why y'all find that's that. That's the first so time I've heard that's that. That's disturbing. <laughs> Hang on, let's take a break, and you give us another one. How is that disturbing? I, I told you the reasoning behind it. I was moving on with the next challenge. Yeah, most people, most Al, Al, people. I've, I've said this to you over the last few months, and I will I will reiterate what I've already said. Old Jace, he's not going to run out of stories, Al. It ain't going to happen, dude. You needed to pay more attention when I was younger, and you would have seen some of these things. All right, you know, uh, we had the Walkman. You know, now they have these things you stick in your ears, and they're not even attached. Oh, to I anything. remember the Walkman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was radio, the, and then they cut. Then you had a Walkman that you could put a CD in, which was the number one fancy. movie was Alien. Ooh, I love that one. That's rated R. Al. You're going to repent. After I know. This. Well, but know. It, I think it was because of scary images. So what would have been and, 38? So that's this would have been around. So I like, must have done this a couple years ago. Yeah, so, so around. But like. I had this down. I thought they'd be fun to go through. Uh, John Wayne had died. So what, whenever he died is when I did this. Le- I mean, yeah. 38 years from when I did this. Well, lesson. I think when we all used to watch John Wayne movies when we were young. Here's the here's what I thought was, well, was funny. The two most popular songs were YMCA. Yeah, uh, MC. Yeah, the village people. The village people. I, I wasn't into the village people. <laughs> I'm so shocked because I would have thought you even when well, I was a Phil. sinful scoundrel, I never got into that. Well, now they have at the games and all they do the signal. The YMCA. You know? Oh, I know. Do you do that? No. <laughs> and uh, the other, <laughs> our crew's laughing on that. The devil went down to Georgia. Ooh, that was a good one. one. Charlie Daniels. uh, Daniels. McDonald's was introducing this new concept called the Happy Meal. It was the birth of the Happy Meal? Yeah, that was all my facts. But I said all that to say when this guy who had been an invalid for 38 years. 1979, dude. This is the year John Wayne died. So plus 38 years. So I did this in 2017, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's been oh, been three years, I guess. I still have my notes. It's you cool. can do a Rubik's cube with that quick math. I like that. So look, when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition, he said, "Do you want to get well, sir?" The invalid replied, "I have no one to help me into the pool." Because we talked about when there was a belief that maybe. And look, when you've been an invalid and you have a chance 
of getting well, you're 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 doing it. Yeah. But nobody, no one would help him. That pretty much just goes well, to my about point that about question. society. You walk up to a guy who's been in this shape, and 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 Jesus says, "Do you want to get well?" Like. <laughs> oh, I love it! It's you the know, stating the obvious. Yeah, and the guy I'm sitting there thinking, "Do I want to get well?" Uh, yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> Is that a redundant question? <laughs> so Jesus Man. said, but I think he he got his attention with that question. So he's like, "Well, will you help me get in there?" Which yeah, so, he's thinking, are, are you going to hang around yeah. next time we get a stirring? Or are you going to throw me in the pool? That's yep. what he's thinking. So then Jesus has got his attention. Yeah. So he's like, oh, this guy's going to help me. Yeah. Oh, is he going to help me? You see what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. verse 8, he says, then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. Which I always find, you know, interesting because I think most people would say, would find that so offensive that they wouldn't even try it. Yeah. You'd be like, what do you? Yeah, well, get up and walk. My first thing, thought <laughs> yeah, is, that's man, a good, I didn't thought uh, my it. first thought is, you know, pick up your mat and walk. I said, I thought to myself, I wish I could do that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I would take it. You wouldn't want me to be able to do that. Because, I mean, I would go across the country saying, get in line. You just be, I got great news for you. Yeah. Just think about, be the, fun. The, think yeah. about the ability oh, and the power. the power. And the yeah. way he's doing it, it's, it's like, this, this it's almost kind of comical. You it, know? it is. But you're you like, make an interesting point from the guy. I never thought about it from the guy's perspective. You're looking at him and laying here all these years, and he's like, well, just get up. And yeah, I mean, we'd that, be looking at it if we were like, oh, yeah, my god. That's goodness. why I did the 38-year thing. I think that's lost in how long. And if somebody asked that question, you're like, I would have been offended. I'd say, okay, holy man. Or, you know what I mean? I'd, I'd have made some snide comment. I had a coon. But there was something there he knew. I had a coon in a cage. Uh-oh. And he stayed there for five years. And what he would do is all night long and all day long, he would run up and down. The cage was about four, four or five feet long. You had a pet and, raccoon. A, a pet raccoon that I was okay. feeding. Yeah. And I'd caught him when he was a little. You caught him in the but wild. He was mean. I remember. Yeah. So look, he would run and run back, run and run back. He had run to the end of the thing and come back and run to the end of the thing and come back, looking for a way out, looking for a way out, looking for a way out. He had just packed the ground. It looked like concrete. And one day well, this I is watched him. Sad. One day I saw him, I, and I said, "You know what? I'm gonna, uh, let, I'm gonna let him loose." Yeah. He's Free been, willy. He's been running. <laughs> For years, yeah. <laughs> saying, is there any way will I ever find a way? So I go down there, and here's what's amazing. It reminded me of this story. I opened the gate, and now it's open. Well, he runs down there and turns around and runs back, runs down there. He gets – the gate's open. He can leave. He's he can free. Leave. He Freedom. can leave. He's free. But he runs to the spot he'd, he'd run for five years. He, he'd, he'd gotten such a habit that he didn't see it. So I, I walked over there. And I started hitting that cage when he would get down the other end. I said, just go out the door, dude. Go out the door. It's open. So finally, he when ran down there. Talk to Rex. I shook the cage, and finally he stopped. And I could see him peering outside. The gate's out of the way. Yeah. Wide open spaces. Look, when he finally made that step, he, he put his foot down, like testing it, because it had always been that wire there. Yeah. And it was open now. So he took about three or four steps, looked around at me, and I mean, he took off like <laughs> he a, gone. He gone like a rocket jumping you know four feet. I mean, I said, yeah. boy, that coon. He was, was William Wallace. Freedom. He ran toward a big, thick edge of the woods there, and he ran into those woods and never looked back. That's why I've offended a lot of people, because like in my book, I put- I had set I, him free. <laughs> I put, I don't like zoos, you know, and people are like- <laughs> You don't like zit well, cuz I just don't I like animals to roam and I like to chase them. Yep. I don't like them hemmed up cuz and that that's the reason I I kind of feel sorry for them. All right, let's, yep. let's take one last break. Then Jesus said, "Get up, pick up your mat and walk." At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. So you're thinking this is the greatest story ever. All people, this if they had a newscast back then, it'd be the front line of all. We had a this guy. Would, this video would go viral. Healed. All religious people are saying there's a God, you know, who can heal people. His name is Jesus. Well, watch what happens. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. <laughs> 
You think Jesus knew that? Oh, he knew it. And he's trying to give them a point and give us a point. He's trying to elicit a response. And so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, it is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. Sounds like the governor of Minnesota or Michigan, <laughs> you know. I mean, you can't. You can't buy seeds. You can't buy seeds because we got an epidemic. And I'm like, yeah. well, what's buying seeds? You can't get your boat to go, go catch and your actually, fish. And actually, to your point, you're exactly right because that's not what the law said. But that's what had been added by the Pharisees. But, so which is exactly but, what, what, what uh, Miss, Miss Michigan dreamed up. Well, exactly. She just added, you got the uh, law, by the way, since you, we have a pandemic, uh, you don't want to get in your boat exactly and go fishing. Right. I'm like, well, when I'm down here on the river and I'm in my boat, the last thing I'm going to catch is coronavirus. Yeah, you're going to catch a catfish. Oh, I'm going Not up the river. You say, do you see any traffic? <laughs> I'm like, no, no traffic is on the river, well, especially where I'm going to be in all these flooded woods. You say, do you ever see anybody? You, Never. But you could get in a canoe, but you couldn't get on a jet ski. So, I mean, you know, I don't Well, know. and I don't know. I mean, because when I went to Caney Lake, I told you all this. Yeah. It was 4th of July down there. Every redneck. Because, you know, they don't, they lost their job, and which is sad. I mean, we're up to 20 million people without their job. That's more than the people in the state of Texas. Yeah. Just, yeah. just think about that. Yeah. Or five times so you more say, than Louisiana. So our heart goes out to them. But these rednecks around here, you know what they do? Fishing. Hey, let, let's go fishing. Well, keep going we, with your story, Jessica. The people there. <laughs> ain't my story, but, but I, <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to highlight one thing. That's why Jesus said, he didn't say, you know, he said, do you want to get well? And then he said, get up and walk. But that one little statement in between all that where he said, pick up your mat. Yep. Well, this guy's been healed. He's doing whatever this guy tells him exactly. to do. So he, he, Which is the point, by the way. So the when, they, when they rebuked him the, or, or challenged him, verse 11, the man replied, I love this. well, the man who made me well. Set me. Not my fault. I know I'm carrying my. He told me to pick it up. The man who made me well. Which look, he's been an invalid for 38 years, and these guys are missing all that. Just think, amazing. How do you make someone well after 38 years, and all he did was do it through a statement? Get up. He said, "Pick up my mat and walk." So they asked him, which this is the only thing they got right. Because this is the greatest question yep. in the Bible. Yep. You say, what? The greatest question in the Bible? Who is this fellow? That's why it's the greatest question in the Bible. That part was good. Who told you to pick pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was for Jesus. Oh, I like this. He had slipped away. You know, Jesus was good at that. They were all around there. <laughs> Which, you talk about way, teleporting and <laughs> transporting. Well, he could just he disguised himself. So to your point, you talked about how the the Cana miracle at the wedding, yeah. the uh, you know the one we just looked at where the guy comes up and he heals his son. We talked about last time when he told them who he was in uh, Luke four, I think it is. And they all gathered. They said, we need to kill him on the That's spot. Right. So, so they all got their stones, said he walked right through them, and not a one laid a hand on So him. my point is that, to your point earlier, you said, "Why? you know, if we did it, we'd be wanting to draw attention to ourselves. Oh, yeah. He healed him, told him what to do. And, and he hides. He's gone. Basically just left the prison. Yeah, he slipped out. Well, uh-huh. because he was still keeping that that mystery about it because he didn't want the evil one to know. Yeah. That by killing him, he's basically destroying the spiritual forces of evil. And so, the timing's so still not right. He's, timing, not, he's not ready to make the coming. full bomb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They had a plan. God's plan is a plan now. They All stuck right. to the plan, and guess what? The plan worked. But I think I think what highlights here is God, Jesus didn't avoid people with challenges. So for our listeners, you know, there's there's a lot of challenges in life physically, spiritually, emotionally, our past sin, somebody else's sin, your own sin. Then they have all the physical ailments and things going on. But if you hadn't realized at, uh, up until John 5, whatever your problem is, which is why that gets people's attention, which we started with Acts 17, and even in death, Jesus has the answer. 
He is the answer. So so I want to add one more thing to that <clears throat> before we wrap up. Because we're going to do another podcast on this. Right, right? Well, especially yeah. when we pick up. So, the, But the last thing I want to leave with on this is this is fascinating, and it really shows you what we've talked about the whole podcast. In verse 14, later Jesus found him at the temple. So, so think about it. So he runs back into him. Hey, there you are. See, you are well again. I mean, he's like looking at us like, man, you're still hopping and skipping and jumping. He he makes that statement to him. Then look what he says: stop yeah. sinning, or something worse may happen to you. <laughs> and then he's gone. So I, I love it. At the end of the day, he's saying, look, he is the God of healing, but he's saying there's more than you you being up skipping and hopping and jumping. He told him what he's telling him was, I know you, son. Yep. Even in your crippled state, well, you hadn't been living the way you're supposed to be well, living, you know. So he's I, like, he, no, he brings in that spiritual concept. I took that to mean he was probably, probably getting hammered. You know, what I mean, he was celebrating, and because uh, it's not wrong to skip popping. <laughs> well, jump. you made a whole leap. I'm saying he knew the man's life before. Just because you're crippled doesn't mean you can't do some pretty good says, cutting stop up. Stop sinning. I think he was. I think he's talking about his a, life. His life. Oh, he's I, saying, I know you. More than as much as you I'm know. I disagree you. with you on that. You may be so, right. So you're saying in the it, it, he saw him in the temple in that same setting, Jace. He didn't have time to get hammered. All I'm saying is, <laughs> if I this is all happening in real time. Yeah. He was looking at his Are whole you life. Let me give my sure. Argument? Give it, it, you got you got one I, minute. If I had been an invalid for 38 years and I can't even get down in the pool, and then I'm healed, and because Jesus didn't get in about your lifestyle, He just healed him. That's and right. all of a sudden, I'm back going again, and I'm not—I don't have a spiritual bone in my body. I'm fixed to line out things I can do to celebrate immediately, <laughs> ASAP. Well, I'm looking around. And my point is, is because he already knew how to do that. Look, most sometimes. Well, the, I agree, Al. But he's some been of the most addictive. Pool. Yeah, but you know some of mean? the most addictive people. He didn't live at the pool, does he? Lived somewhere else. So what happens is people can live a disabled life. Sometimes they're the Where, ones that get that the in, most man? into this sinful I think stuff. he might have lived there. He didn't live but, there. So, I mean, he was an invalid. People he was brought him around. There. I'm sure he, you know, but I mean, we're both making a lot of uh, assumptions. In, assumptions. So you but may can be you, right. Can you agree with the point that Jesus was as concerned with his spiritual walk as he was now? God healed Oh, I wanted to talk about that. I want to talk about right, a whole we'll episode. Do that we got to do that next time. We got to do that next time. We're out of time. Man, what a discussion. So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast. 